Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the Jeans Heat Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. <laughs> That's right. Now, Bolo is a performer. <laughs> hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the G&T. Clank. Clank. <laughs> Look, I have to tell you why I'm la- why I'm laughing. Why are you laughing? In the background, we have the recap of last week going on on the TV mm-hmm. screen. It's on silent, but it, it helps me get into the RuPaul's Drag Race mood. Yeah. And as I was doing the hey 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 welcome back to Spilling the GT podcast, I um, I looked over to the screen and I just saw. Utica giving head to the cow's udder and I was just like that's really random it's really random to stumble upon because it's on silent yeah. and for me just to look over the corner and see her just doing that motion I was like oh my god did I did I not delete my browser history <laughs> wow is this is this the is this TV is my internet browser Utica no? and Clara the cow indeed no so that's why but anyway everyone welcome back to Spitting the Gene Tea podcast Dr. Mm-hmm. Tom how you been good thank you nice to have a proper weekend off anything on call last week yes you were saving souls like last uh, week you know. we had to we had to stop podcasting because tom was called out to save the I souls and off, spirits of many a uncouth minds tom uncouth tell me minds. tell me that about your important. experience with this um just popped out did a little bit of work came back that's oh. all Slow down. One more time. <laughs> One more time for those who blinked and missed it. No, great, great. Uh, this how about, week... How are you? How are you? Tom, thank you. Frequently I am told that I don't ask you how you are. Because you never ask me how I am. I do. Because I do. I don't, everyone knows that this is a Q&A, an evening with Dr. Tom. This is what the podcast should be changed to. That sounds correct. Because you never ask me how I'm feeling. It feels correct. How I'm going. It's not, not that that's important. <clears throat> okay. And I don't want to attack you because then I come across as aggressive. <laughs> don't I? You know, call me Elliot. I, I, I didn't say it. Yeah, I didn't say it. We know that this week is going to be a roast. Yes. So we already know it's going to be a good, good roast. And last week, we saw that they were bringing back some girls. We'll explore that later. Uh-huh. But it just looks like instead of instead of um, RuPaul that they'll be roasting, and instead of or Michelle, Michelle Visage, they're bringing in someone else for us to roast. So that's going to be yeah. quite interesting. Who do you think is going to do well, though? Doing well this week. So I can see Rosé doing well. I can see Simone doing well. Um... I think that uh, I think Gottmik's gonna smash this. I think Gottmik could really. I find Gottmik very, very funny. Her confessionals oh, and like. Oh, I was I was just joking. No, no, no. I think she could do really well. Okay. In the structure of a roast, I think she could. I find her funny. Hmm. Okay. I think Rosé's gonna do well. Although, I think Rosé. Her humor comes across too planned sometimes, too controlled. She's very, very cerebral. She's very cerebral. Mm. She's very, very conscious of how she's coming across. She's very thoughtful, very conscious. Yeah, yeah. She, she wants to. I think it's because she knows that her girl Jan was done dirty, and yeah. so she's trying so hard to not get the Jane in it. <laughs> I think I th- the Jane, Jane, Jane. Jane. <laughs> Jane. We can't use that. Can't use that. Can't Jane. use that. We Jane. Can't. I think I think she's a naturally different person to Jan. I think they have very different energy levels and presences. I think Candy's gonna do well. I mean, like you know, we give Candy a bit of 
heat for just being candy. But there are times when just being candy is good enough. And yeah. when being candy is great. And Ca- Candy's a really funny person. She so is. She should be able to channel that into a exactly. roast. Exactly. So I think she's going to do well. We'll explore that more later on. But let's get into our reviews oh, and our shout Have we had some more now, reviews? as you know, we have been pleading We've been begging. No, we've been gently asking. We've we've been we've been you know just putting it out there. Yeah. Do you know, guys, we've been gently asking you aggressively mm-hmm. to please leave us a <laughs> review. Please, okay, that's it. We've been you gently know, asking you to hurry up and bloody well leave us a review. You know, we produce a high quality product. You know, for free. Nobody's paying us. Tom, I hate when people do that. Well, I hate when people are saying, look, I do this for free, so the least you can do is... <laughs> you know what? I hear people say that all the time, and you know what I do? I unsubscribe, and I leave their channel. Don't unsubscribe, like, Don't guys. tell me. No, don't well, do that. well, first of all, we've lost all of New Zealand because um, of you bringing Australia, and then only Australia. I've been well, to practicing. be honest, Australia is, is leaving us some really good reviews, so maybe I'm with you. <laughs> maybe New Zealand needs to step up their game, okay? Like, you are my whanau. You are... <laughs> I am Tanga Tafenua. I am the people of the land. With your land. Mm. Land, of the are. people and for the people. You are. But if you're not going to be supporting me back, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to have the jump ship to Australia. Let's but look at some, some of the reviews some that we've lovely been getting. ones, haven't we? So we got one from Emma. Now, Emma is an OG. We yeah. have an OG. Now, Emma is from Manchester. That's just down the Manchester, way. Manchester, England, England. Tom. From here. Tom, what are you're you? the musicals guy. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Emma. <laughs> I hope your kids didn't hear that. Uh, well, you put me off of your singing. So <laughs> the review is saying that she's been listening to us since Drag Race UK Season 1. So she's an OG Fantastic. listener. And the, the podcast loyal, helps her take her mind listener. off her legs when she's going for runs mm-hmm. or walks to work. So we're helping her get fit. So this is a fitness podcast Amazing. as well as an entertainment podcast. Changing lives. Great. They love hearing our opinions. They love the mix of... Now, this made me laugh. The mix of flamboyance from Bowlaw and the more calm and collected side from Dr. Tom. Really? You now, flamboyant? Now, can you... I mean, do I see myself differently? Because I really feel that you're the flamboyant one and that I'm I'm chill. I think the use of flamboyant here means that you, like, bring the energy. You're the... You, you tend to have highs and lows in your emotions more than I do. <laughs> you tend to feel your feelings, Paul, yeah, and it's just, yeah. no, I can't and have it, that. It really does come out on the recording. But I feel like I'm cool and calm and collected. Is it? Is it? Is it? No? Delusion. <laughs> yeah. Convince yourself. <laughs> Emma, thank you so, so much. And we do hope we see you in Manchester Pride. Yeah. Now, we also got another one from um, Australia, Sparty1370 from Australia, uh, who loves this podcast. They love our interaction and our banter and gives us props thank for our so outstanding knowledge of drag race. Uh, of, course, of course. I love what they wrote here. Um, I find myself watching the episodes and thinking, what are the boys going to say about that? <laughs> because our opinions are the only opinion that matters. Yes. Paul, sit your ass down. Michelle, take a back seat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ross and Carson, do one. <laughs> I can't wait to review uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't get many New Zealand people leaving us a comment, I'm going to start saying RuPaul's Drag Race Australia <laughs> because I am getting no love in this reviews and feedbacks from my Kiwi people. and I, mm. I, I'm ready to jump ship. So uh, I'm going to start well, claiming Australia is my home if I don't get any more reviews because here's another one from Australia. New Zealand Jill. I want to call her McGill. Al McGill, whatever. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not whatever. How do I say that, Tom? M-K-L-G-L. M-K-L-G-L. Go on. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes later, still yeah. trying to pronounce the name. <laughs> Just say the damn review. 
who says it's like listening to my best friend. Oh. And it's a great podcast, and um, we discuss the latest episodes. We know our stuff, and um, it's really engaging and insightful listening. So thank, thank you, so, you much. so, so much. Thank you. Lauren GJ Fitness from the UK wrote us a review, and I've apparently, Lauren, yeah, yeah, the CC said the that she has interacted with you on the Instagram. So mm-hmm. shout out to Lauren. Thank you very, very much for your review. She appreciates our unpolluted opinions. Yes. I cannot hear that enough I love thank it thank you very the reason that we do the podcast before listening to any mm-hmm. other podcasts or review channels or pit stop mm-hmm. the reason we do it is because we don't want to pollute our opinion absolutely we, I, I want to hear that my opinion is different I want to hear after I put the podcast mm-hmm. out I want to hear what other people are saying and going oh I'm glad I said how I felt before because then maybe that would have changed my mind I, I avoid like official stuff like um, you know the, the things that Trixie and Bob do to review the show during the whole of that season I binge, I've just binged on the uh, Purse First reviews which is so good I love Bob so much the ones with Thorgy are top notch so thank you very much Lauren Evie from the UK says that there's lots of Drag Race podcasts but ours is unique because them they get to hear our raw opinions mm. real time so thank you very thank very you, much and there's also props to having the podcast out quickly well, and that we always have different opinions from other podcasts and I thank you very much it's really really, really nice to hear that, that. Yeah. we got we got Tony, bitch. I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Yes. I find it so amazing. This one from Chicago. Listening to that, <laughs> that would be. I would have a t-shirt walking around the place if I Just lived there. From Chicago. Um, who says that? I feel like I've traveled during lockdown. It's so fun. That's great to listen to different to different opinions, and it's like a viewing party. Look at that. We're I a viewing that. party. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, a party has a lot of people there, so just tell your friends at that viewing party. <laughs> if you guys go to a viewing party, tell them about the podcast. <laughs> if you ever having a RuPaul's Drag Race night, mm-hmm. you know, while you're sitting down and saying hi to everyone with the yeah. snacks and having drinks, just put us on in the background. Put us in the background. Yeah. Bit Let us entertain your yeah. guests. Mm-hmm. We'll look after you free of charge as well. <laughs> and the last one is coming from um, someone who just face planted onto the keyboard because it's EFGHVGKJL. Um, that's the name of the person. That's actually so. a traditional Welsh name. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, well, it's from the UK, who just says that they love Dr. Tom and Barlow the most, and they love our opinions. So, thank you for so everyone much. that has left us a review, I want to say thank you so, so much, and I hope that you do appreciate the shout-out, because we do appreciate the reviews. If so you're kind, having guys, difficulty leaving us a review, because a lot of places don't allow you to write mm-hmm. reviews. Some places that you listen to podcasts don't have that function. Mm-hmm. What you can do is go on to podchaser.com so that's podchaser.com find our podcast and then write us a review there and then that will be sent to me so I'll I'll always find out about it so if that's what you want to do please do so now because I did see someone on your Instagram Tom who had left you and it was such a beautiful name was it like the lovely Black Cherry LaVey yes and is a queen from uh, Pennsylvania queen queen let me just get her message up um, just generally just saying that we're beautiful, amazing human beings and she loves the podcast and to keep slaying the podcast game. So thank you so much. So Black Cherry LeVay. So um, I'm the flamboyant one. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm not. Okay, cool. Mm. Now I get you. I hear you. Thank you so much. And please do so. If you haven't yet written us a review or rated, we're waiting. Thank mm-hmm. you so, so much. I'll also prompt you at the end of the podcast. Now let's move on. Look, I really want to get into the RuPaul's Drag Race episode now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So we'll, do, we'll start off with the recap. Okay, so what happened last week? Last week we had the ad challenge, didn't we? The we did ad the, challenge, the we, branding challenge. We have it every season, some form of branding. 
branding challenge. They usually pick a random theme or product, and it's about distill your brand, your identity as a drag queen into this product. Be funny, make us laugh, go. Yeah. That's, That's it. basically it. And it's often smart, funny queens who do well. It made sense that Simone and Rosé won. Judging was a bit funny. We wouldn't have put Tina in the bottom and we wouldn't have sent her home from the lip sync either. But yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't. We watched that lip sync again, didn't we? Watched mm-hmm. the lip sync and I don't know how Tina was sent home Tina, at all. Tina brought a really similar energy to what she did in her Lady Marmalade, which she won in um, the first episode she was in, well, the first episode of season 13, it was just very, very strange to me that she brought something so similar and so good and got the opposite It's response. not about it being similar. She just brought something good that went with the music. And, she, I mean, she slid down. She was twerking on it, talking about my ham. She had the mm-hmm. right kind of movement. She used the stage. There was no reason why Tina should have been sent home, but she was sent home. You know what? You know when she was sent home, she walked out. I bet you she didn't even wait for the clapperboard. You know before they go into the workroom, they do the clapperboard, they get three, two. I bet you she walked in there, pushed them out of the way, grabbed the cocktail, (laughs) drank it, threw the glass at the mirror, (laughs) took the shattered glass, cut herself, used her blood to write a message. (laughs) Surely not. Jumped jumped in an Uber and was like, I'm out. I'm out. To be fair, I respected Tina for the amount of grace that she showed in her exit because if I were... could tell she was concealing her anger and it did come out a little bit in the untucked actually it was a rough untucked for tina because she got the message from her mum and everything um so i really felt for her i thought she did really well to maintain her grace in the face of having some pretty shitty judging all season i think but yeah there we go i mean they, they tend to do that don't they they tend to treat girls who have a reputation yeah much harsher it's almost like they're like do you, you think that you're good yeah you think you're you think that you're bitch because mm-hmm. you made a reputation without me yeah. you think because you made a reputation outside rupert's drag race that you're the shit don't you a bit like, well i'ma cut you down a bit like brita filter like brita and also like detox detox yeah. has detox said it first, detox first has season. said it yeah. out loud i think she even said it on the show at the reunion mm-hmm. she said that you guys are treating these other new queens like little girls and yeah. you know you're like you're praising them but you're judging us queens mm-hmm. harder you're judging us queens who have the reputation who've been there run and done it you're harder on us whereas you're easier on the other queens and it's like what's what, what's that about i guess that's what made detox's run on all stars 2 more satisfying she got the praise she deserved and was a real front runner in that competition so i would hope for that for tina and britta in the future i think they'd both be fantastic all stars queens yep yeah, let's look at the stats so so far we've got simone who has entered the four win club so in like her sister good so exclusive fairly exclusive because in the main US season, the only other two with that are Sharon Needles and Shea Collet. We're not counting all stars. Gigi. And Gigi, who you've already mentioned. I didn't feel the need to mention her again. Thank you. And in UK, do you want to do you want to just calm yourself down and get a bit collect yourself as well, Tom? In UK, we have Bimini, and I think didn't um, Envy Peru have four in Holland? I I know that she. Yeah, I would. Probably but she was a yes. winner. So the club, uh, well, also Sharon was a winner, wasn't she? But it's the four winners club. But it's, it's even more exclusive to have four wins and be a runner up. Yeah. So we've got Simone with four wins and one bottom. Rose has two wins and no bottoms. She ain't no bottom. Olivia's got two wins with one bottom. Mm-hmm. Gottmik's got two wins and Zero no bottom. bottoms. Yeah. Utica has one win but two bottoms. Mm-hmm. And then none for Gretchen Wieners, aka Candy Muse. But well, two bottoms for her. When we look at the eliminated girls, um, 
it's quite interesting how few of them have wins. You do often have girls who have a couple of wins in the belt who go home early, the likes of Max, uh, Bendler Cram, that sort of thing, who you don't make it kind of like into the top four sort of thing. Not so much this time. It's only Denali who had a win who's gone home. In contrast to, say, Drag Race UK, where we had queens like Astina going home very early with a win under their belt. Mm. And Ahura went with two wins. Ahura, Which yeah. is really hard. Look, post the maxi stage, what did you... I saw you kind of cringe a little at Utica talking about um, sending Tina home, but then, but then doing a very, very quick like wonder woman transformation running around a circle and then all of a sudden she's like you know it's amazing to lip sync and maybe i'm the new lip sync assassins talk to me about that it was just so performative wasn't it i mean like, where good, were the good tears? job Utica. i i love you to go to bits but this was a fantastic bit of huh, huh, she's acting <laughs> um, <laughs> come on telly tubby teleport us <laughs> to mars <laughs> It was um, it was so performative and like those dry tears and then the very a performance yeah from a drag queen I know I know shock horror she's giving us good TV but it was it was, it was so transparent to me Ganj yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I just felt like oh you do want to take I'm surprised they didn't like bring the clipboard back out you know I the clipboard that Tina threw away <laughs> yeah you know I, I, maybe they haven't found it maybe she karate chopped maybe they haven't found it they're like where the where did she hit that damn clipboard maybe she took it with her God no. <laughs> but uh yeah i thought that it was very very performative but i was like ah, oh, you know it is what it is but well, i did i did appreciate candy mew speaking the truth candy's yeah, like did, tina yeah. tina killed it i don't know why your ass is still here which is the truth the the thing is as well though like it kind of gives me a little bit of an insight into maybe what some of the girls are saying about utica and untuck the other week about her being a certain way on camera and a certain way off camera whatever has happened there we're not quite being let in on it in the show and the girls are definitely all friends in real life now utica sending love to the girls they're sending love back to her so whatever might have happened there's water under the bridge anyway yeah well not all the girls are i mean a lot of the girls are unfollowing each other and by that i mean candy doesn't follow elliot two G's. Well, does that bring us on to an interesting topic? Uh, I mean, we can quickly, briefly touch on it. Just because it felt quite important this week. Yeah. That, um, Elliot had, you know, obviously Elliot was um, involved in, well, she was called out quite rightly for using some, how would we describe it? Um, some some really charged language in in a in a in an exchange with I think it was Coco Matrice like Mateo and somebody else I can't quite remember but she, she described Simone's drag as black girl magic um, elevated but and she repeated not aggressive not aggressive which of course has like really strong racist overtones let's just call it what it was the way it sounded and it was a very 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 poor choice of words which led a lot of people to question her attitudes towards black people but we watched a really interesting exchange didn't we yes so jimmy brown on our twitter Mm. and thank you um jimmy brown tweeted us and gave us a link to elliot tortutis um having a discussion with the president of the naacp las vegas roxanne mccoy and host latoya holman Mm -hmm. and they had a, a great conversation that we sat down and we watched and it was really, really it was so refreshing yes. to hear educated and intelligent people mm-hmm. talk about race yeah. and race issues. Yeah. What did you take from it? I guess the first thing I take from it is, is in no way my place to decide if what Elliot said was acceptable or good reparation or a good explanation of what she said. Um, but she was talking to two beautiful, powerful black women who seemed to appreciate what she was saying. I just appreciate 
the lack of cancellation going on and the openness to thoughtful discussion. So it was just really, really wonderful to watch. It's something we're very pro and we say all the time. It's really, really hard as a white person, Tom, because I... <clears throat> I am. I, I know how you feel. <laughs> that you feel like it's not your place to talk about race. It's that not, you're it's not, not you my... feel like you're not allowed to be part of the conversation. No, no, it's important for me to be part of the conversation, but also to but but not to think it's my place like accept apologies on people's behalf and that kind of thing. What I meant is that a lot of white people feel yeah. like they can't be part of the conversation Which or they a... can't have a say or, or on how it should be received or, mm-hmm. or given because they, they they feel like they can't. And it was a big theme in this conversation. Yeah, and, and they expressed and that Exactly, a lot. and there was a big theme. And the NAACP Roxanne said, don't be afraid to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you don't know anything, just ask. Yeah. And what I found interesting is that Roxanne watched the clip a few times and she kind of briefly said, she was saying that she wasn't offended. She had to rewatch it to find out how she had to try to find out how to be offended mm-hmm. because she wasn't looking to be offended. So she was yeah. like, I wasn't offended by that. I can see why people were, but yeah. you really have to be looking to be offended to have been offended. So it's just, it just brings up how there's so many people out there who are looking at ways of um, questioning people and making what they say an attack rather than a statement. But still, at least it led to this really productive conversation about use of language and how it could be interpreted and how it can be felt. Make sure you find that on YouTube and give it a listen because it's really, really good. So let's get on to this episode yes. now. Okay. okay. With Dr. Tom, how's <laughs> it's so good to be here with you all? Yes, no. Okay, let's get into this, all right? Mm-hmm. We've just had a quick look at the mini challenge. Now, I just want yes. to briefly talk about it, mm-hmm. which basically it was a um, they had to do a makeup tutorial in pairs. Yeah, one person was the face, and another person was behind them, and they were the arms. So they were actually doing the makeup tutorial on the person rem- speaking. Remind me of that season six mini challenge where they had to perform a RuPaul song. Somebody was the legs, somebody was the body. Do you remember? Uh, yes, 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 like I do. That. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really funny old school comedy trope, really, isn't it? Who did you find funniest? I actually really like the physical comedy of Utica and Gottmik. I was going to say Gattaca. Um, well, they, uh, they were Gottica, weren't they? Gottica. <laughs> I think Gottica was... Their, their physical comedy was great. And also thought the comedy in general was great. They were very funny to watch. Uh, they were. It was very, very entertaining. The contrast um, and the proportions are just immediately funny. Yes. So I actually would have given the win to them. However, they gave the win to Rosé and Muse. I, was, um, I wasn't totally mad at it because Rosé's reactions were some of the funniest and cleverest, I think. To Candy. No, that doesn't work, is it? No. Candy Moose and Rosé. Rosie Muse. <laughs> yeah? Roos. Rosé Moose. We'll end it there, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> See you next week, guys. Yeah, we'll hit a midnight tip your waitress. <laughs> thank you very much. And that was our roast. What did you guys think? Please rate and review. Sound off in the comments. Thank you very much. But they, they get the very coveted, and we saw this being a big theme in the roast episode in Drag Race UK, position of being able to choose the order. Exactly. So the maxi challenge this week is they have to throw a nice girl's roast, mm-hmm. and the queens that they're going to roast are previous Miss Congeniality winners. Basically, the past for taking out um, Monet, who's a winner, really, isn't she? Because she won All-Stars. Sure. Yeah, but it is. It's the most recent Miss Congenialities who aren't, like, a winner or something. Okay. Yeah. 
That was interesting, Tom. Well, thanks. Added nothing to what I was saying, but okay. So <laughs> they have to roast three previous miscongenialities. Was yeah. that a, yeah? Was that a roast? Was that a read? I was reading you, Tom. No, it's just aggressive. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. Apparently, no. yeah, I'm very no, aggressive. No, no. <laughs> You're very condescending. <laughs> so they have to read Heidi in closet. They yeah. have to read Nina West and Valentina. Valentina. So um, I was really surprised that RuPaul actually said Heidi in closet because Ru Ru hates her name. Well, so I thought she was going to say Heidi Benigni or like <laughs> Heidi Hydrates. I thought she was going to say something else. But when she said Heidi and Closet, I was like, oh, growth. Did, didn't Heidi officially say, though, to us, I'm going to stick with Heidi and Closet. She took back the power and wasn't allowing Rue to fully and then, rebrand yeah, And then Rue looked over to the producers and like, so can we do a Shiri Pie on her? Can we edit her out? Or is it, is it too late? <laughs> it's too right late? Out. Okay. <laughs> we can't do that? Okay, fine. You can stay. So, yeah. So the winner was Rosé and Candy. Mm-hmm. And they just get to choose the order. So they they seem to believe that going first and last are the most coveted positions, which is kind of in contrast to what we've heard before. And we've spoken about it a lot. We don't need to go about it over it loads. But, you know, opening to a cold room is hard, but you can make a memorable impression if you're good. Closing it can be difficult as well because the, the they might be a bit tired and less reactive and that kind and of thing. And also your finishing up you're closing and, and you're, the the, two, the, you're the last thing that yeah. people see yes, so if you're it, good yeah. you're great but yeah. if you suck you are the, the worst type of suck they're the two that stick out most in your memory it's the primacy and recency effect as well isn't it so if you want to kind of if you're not great you want to be in the middle somewhere probably no if you're not great you want to be after someone who sucks so they're your two things aren't it in the middle yeah, so if you're not great you want to be after olivia so candy <laughs> yeah that was a roast tom you see i'm keeping up with the theme very very good thank you so candy said she wants to open it in spite of her saying outright that she did a roast once before and it didn't go too well but she's confident she can bring it this time and she wants to make a memorable impact rose wanted to go first but accepted going last feeling that she will do a good job wherever she is and that's that rose confidence isn't it i just um, i'm laughing at candy candy saying that she wants to go first because she just wants to get it um out of the way which i think is the cleverest thing and you do mm-hmm. you've said that it's one of the hardest to do to open up to a cold room i just think that candy feels that she is untouchable mm-hmm. because like she's been given a high last week when how how did she survive she got a double yeah. save um so she's they they couldn't see her home even if they tried mm-hmm. so she's just like i'm gonna go first <laughs> because it doesn't matter how i do anyway i'm safe i'm gonna walk i just know don't know why she's not gonna sit this one out untouchable she wants to be like, i'm just gonna you know what i'm just gonna jump <laughs> michelle can you just scoot over can yeah. i just sit next to you yeah. um and i'll just jump on in the finale and, and i'll actually be judging yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's um, what i thought she would do but candy's gonna go first which is what i would do i would love to go first in a yeah in any so. in a roast or something the, the advantage as well being what you said before you don't have to worry about your jokes being repeat or repeating somebody else's jokes yes yeah no you you don't want yeah exactly yeah that that's and also like you're done i hate sitting down there and waiting mm-hmm. and watching other people and then you just get more and more nervous especially that. when you're sitting down and you're watching someone who was amazing mm-hmm. and then you're like oh crap oh, look at their reaction to that. And you start like, your mind starts playing games and you start doubting your own jokes. And then the energy that you're going to perform your comedy with, you you may not know this, but you might try to overcompensate. Even though nothing's happened yet, you might try to overcompensate because in your mind, you've made it harder for yourself because they're not going to like it because they like the other persons. And so it's just a a mind iffery. The rest of the order, Simone is second, Utica is third, Gottmik is fourth, and Olivia is fifth. Now, 
in that lineup, I would see Simone as at a bit of a disadvantage going after Rosé, and I'd see Gottmik as an advantage going after Utica, who we've said from the outset we don't really see doing that well. I don't know. I think Simone's funny. I mean, is your blood sugar low? <laughs> I'm not. I think uh, Simone's. I am in charge of the flag factory. Flag factory. I, I think Simone's fantastic. I just think she's going after somebody who I think is going to be. Oh no! Hang on. Yeah, she's going after. Sorry, I thought she's going after Rose. She's going after Candy. She might be okay. She might be okay. I'm just thinking about how the order can affect somebody. That's. All. I think Simone's going to be fine. I think Simone's funny. I don't know how funny Simone is in a choreographed type environment. She seems go. to be an off the cuff. Um, funny and a lot of her humor seems to come from that character yeah she's a character kind of um co- comedian you know mm-hmm. the way she's got that look she's got that lazy eye <laughs> head roll um elbows bent in as yeah. though she's gone she's rolling some dices in her hair she's got that she's got that yeah she's got that that physical comedy that she's, really she's, works with her she, she really shines in improv type situations like the bossy rossi snatch game she, she's just the queen that just has it mm. the the thing that fears me that scares me about her is that she doesn't like to roast she doesn't want to roast she was heard saying that i don't want to roast i don't want to roast it's kind of a bread and butter as a drag queen i think this is one of those things where um again it's another issue with drag being mainstreamed um because a roast technically is really off limits human like nothing is off limits type humor absolutely so a, a roast the point is to as long as you're being funny you can be as offensive as you want and i'm talking about things that are really really we would not say but you would never go there but you society. can go there yeah. and a roast. It's, it's very much a carte blanche to be horrible as long as you're being funny so not everybody will connect with that and certainly you know anybody who's listening to this should go out and check some of the roasts that have been done you know Battle of Seasons and Drag Queens at Sea and that kind of thing you'll see some of your favourite queens from Drag Race when they've been heavily sanitised in here saying the most ludicrous and offensive things which are also very funny in a in a roast scenario but people will then because they've become so mainstream people get very very excited about what they've said and say oh Trixie is a racist oh so and so is fattest oh so and so is ableist that kind of thing and it's like it's a roast this is what drag queens do they push the envelope with highly offensive humor in a roast situation and maybe maybe if you can't get on board with that maybe drag's not for you oh tom you've you've just spoken gospel Mm. This is probably the first Dude, thing you've power. actually contributed that is worthy <laughs> of the podcast. And um, I want to timestamp this moment. Uh, 30 minutes 20 on Saturday. What, what's the date today? On the 20... God knows. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Talking about how roasts push the envelope. Mm-hmm. This is... I don't know how people are going to receive this because no one else liked it. Tom, mm-hmm. when we watched the rehearsals, who so, actually yeah. made me... Crack up laughing, like I was screaming. You laughed most at Utica. <laughs> I was only um, laughing at Utica. I don't understand. I found it really funny. Tom, why? I so, was cracking up so much when she was like Simone and Pumba. I was like, you read RuPaul. Yeah. And then that one where she was like, she's her read. T- <laughs> 
It was. It was okay. Her read so, to Nina West was she was speaking Wales, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then they're like, "It's got to be funny." And then she said to the guest judge, "She goes, oh, what were you triggered?" And then she did the whole like she she did a body size a fat yeah. um gimmick with her fingers because what were you triggered? And you know, that just made me laugh even more. Did you see how she pushed that Maloney didn't respond though? She did it again like two seconds. Like my thing on that is like. It just wasn't funny for me. Tom, at all. it was it funny. Wasn't funny for me. It Had was. it been funny, I'd have laughed. She was basically. She calling... also called Michelle basically an old hag as well. Yes. I just think she was she was trying to be quick and off the cuff and like. Tom, I liked. I loved it. I. That's the kind of roast okay, I would. Okay, I can love. already tell from this rehearsal how Otuga's going to do out there. So can I? Like, we we are no strangers to editing. I just did a hiding closet there with a whisper. <laughs> Um, yeah, we already know with the way the editing goes and the sound effects, we already know that Utica is probably going to be in the bottom and that no one liked her jokes. Everyone yeah. was like, Utica's delusional. They're also creating a narrative that um, Utica's secret shady and they're, they're at the, that's kind of blending with, with her. Oh, oh she's just gosh. shady, not funny in the roast. You're right, because there was a moment where she was talking to Olivia. Yeah. She's like, Olivia, I think that you're going to do great. And yeah. then they cut... Cut to, um, she's uh, shit. Cut to her saying, her "I'm most, shit, I'm shit. most worried for Olivia." <laughs> yeah. And it was like, "Oh, they brought in that season two editing." I would never say I that. I would never say you, that. You said that I was shit. I would never say that. Her Beep. hair shit. Her, her costume hair shit, shit. Her costume shit. Her walks shit. She shit. She shit. <laughs> her family shit. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, "They're bringing the editing back here. They've, they've rehired some old producers." <laughs> thank, it seems. thank goodness, because that season That's two exactly editing all. was fantastic. But I really loved Utica who stood out to you in the rehearsals to me Rosé was a pure natural and I can tell she's done a hundred roasts so she does that classic roast joke of so and so is so something that she and you're building it and you're building it and the, the laugh snowball so she's like Nina West's shoulders are so wide and she had a few of those jokes like mm. do you remember um, Alaska was great in her roast with RuPaul is so old her colostomy bag is made out of wood yes RuPaul is so old when she opens her legs all you can hear is I, I love those. What are you actually? What were the topic? What are some of the roasts that you remember? Season five was one of the best roasts overall because Alaska Jinx and Coco were super duper strong. Even Detox, who's middle of the pack, was actually really quite good. I love Jinx's. Um, Michelle Visage is a whore. Period. period. No, what was no. it? What was that, Joe? Um, Michelle Visage has like taken so many dicks no oh. michelle visage is such a slut period yeah. no seriously she's, she's a, a whore, whore. <laughs> <laughs> something she- about that that was just really really good uh i really like peppermint's um not since destiny's child uh-huh. has michelle became famous for riding on the coattails of her best friend i was like oh i can't believe that was the first time we'd heard that joke though and i'm pretty sure it was because it felt so Obvious, but Peppermint was the first one to say it. Peppermint was a really surprise, a big surprise in her roast. It was her only win of the season, I think. What's my other? Oh, my other mm. favorite one. I wore green. Oh my god, I Michelle, love that song. Michelle, Michelle, I wore green. Tamar, have you ever seen the show? Okay, top cringiest. What was the, the most cringiest? Yeah, So lucky you've been sucking RuPaul's dick this I- whole time. Also, Alyssa Edwards, but it was so, so funny. It's like, Santino, <laughs> shut the fuck up with your no drag knowledge mouth. And then, <laughs> yeah, she's rubbing her hands. Goes, 
Just like, it was amazing. Oh, these... And Manila was fab in the All-Stars roast, the All-Stars roast of Lady Bunny. Yep, her physical comedy and what she actually said was funny. Monet was an actual comedian in that. You could tell she'd done a bunch of roasts. Did they, did they actually do it? I mean, you can tell that Candy does a roast, but not the comedy type. Yeah. <laughs> Were you triggered? I Were you was, triggered? I was, I was triggered. I was triggered. I just love it. Look, I love roasts. I love comedies. I love to laugh. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited to actually get into this. But yeah. the rehearsals make it look like Rosé's going to smash it. We're going to see a struggle town from Simone. Got mixed surprising everyone and herself so with actually how funny she is. That she was went, kind of her narrative going in there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, she went there with good jokes that she wasn't sure of. And they gave her a little confidence boost. So kind of like, just believe in these jokes a bit more and you'll be fine. Um, Simone needed quite a lot of direction. Again, overthinking because she's so smart. And she felt the need to explain everything. She didn't commit to what she So she just... How do you know she's smart, Tom? She's incredibly smart. She just shows it with oh. her humour and her, what, her what? aesthetic sense. How? I just think she's a smart girl. When she didn't cut that lace off, did that mean that she was smart? Simone. Oh, Simone. I thought you were talking about Olivia. No. Okay. Don't come for me. Yeah. You misheard. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Simone felt she just needed a bit of direction. And so if she comes out with that Simone swagger and delivers some jokes that she believes in, she'll be great. Yeah. Shall we have a look at the runway and the roast? I'm looking forward to it. Let's have a look. Oh, hold on, hold on. Actually, let's put ourselves in the Queen's boots. They're going to be reading Heidi, Nina West and Valentina. Now let's guess what they're going to be picking out to make fun of. Yeah. Valentina's probably the Let's easiest. go one by one. We'll go. Okay. Yeah, we'll start with Valentina. She's, what are they going to come at Valentina for? She, she's probably the, the easiest target because she's had the most moments and she's a very exaggerated theatrical personality. So they'll be coming for the mask. They'll be coming for the Miss Fan favorite, the uh, this as M&M, red M&Ms and champagne, all that kind of thing. How long she takes to get ready. They, got, they have to come for her monstrosity of a performance as Angel in Rent. Of course. I'm going to just do this now. I haven't done it in a while. I am going to edit in right now. I'm going to edit in you the vocal performance of her bitch. as Angel doing today for you, tomorrow for me. I'm sorry, that's today not what it sounded for like. You, tomorrow for me. I said today for you, tomorrow for me, today for you, tomorrow. I can't. So they, okay, back to it. This is what they're going to read her for. Surely they have to bring it up. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> After that character assassination. No, she, she assassinated herself. That's, she, <laughs> she literally, this is suicide. She committed suicide by accepting that she role. She fell on her sword. So I assume that they're going to be definitely pulling on the fact that she's a diva. They're going to use the, something around the whole, you were right, that we should have left it on, maybe it's your yeah. fault or something like that. And also they're going to have to read a performance. What about Hardy and Closet? Well, I was just thinking now that like, uh, miscongenialities are a bit of an interesting choice for a roast because Valentina truly is the one with the most material because she's not a true miscongeniality. You know, she's not a true sweetheart. She's a fan favorite. Um, Nina and Heidi are probably a bit harder to make fun of. I think Nina, you can, both of them, you can probably make fun of some aspects of them being a bit rough around the edges with their looks and stuff. But they're both like sweet people who, and it's hard to make fun of sweet people. No. No? Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck. I bet you that's going to be, that's going to be Sid. Okay, yeah, yeah. Play that with Heidi in closet. Oh, they're going to mock her gap. And with Nina, they'll make fun of the no scrubs lip sync and how that, 
Oh, are they? Well, it was awful. I mean, Sil- yeah. Silky was worse, but <laughs> Nina was awful. I mean, Silky was bragging, put me in the bottom, put me in the bottom, and that's what you want to give us? Really? You even did a performance at the back in Nantuck saying that you were ready to... No, you were never ready. No. Period. But Heidi Close, they're going to mock her gap. They're going to compare it to... I don't know, like Moses parting the waters, but he missed and he, and he found your tooth instead. <laughs> Something like that. Nina, uh, they're going to come for like her, her, her body type, you know, yeah. not being conventional drag hourglass and her struggles with padding and broad shoulders and that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, so how many times that she's um, auditioned. Being a bit of a butch queen, that kind of thing. Yeah. These are the things that I think they're going to go off. So let's see if they do that. All right, and we study with Candy. Candy ah, get your lighters up. <laughs> ah, yeah. I just want to say she slayed. Candy she was, was hilarious. Really, really Candy was great. This is what she. This is what she needs to do. Period. This energy that she brought on. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? It was confidence. She was walked confidence. in here confident. She's like, yep, yep, I'm about to turn it. And the minute she got that first laugh, she was like, yes, power, power. She was yeah. amazing. She was hilarious. She made me but, laugh. But that's candy all over, isn't it? She feeds off what she's given. If she'd come out and missed a couple of laughs, she would have died. Is that a fat joke? No, 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 no. The energy in the room, like, Tom, I'm joking. Given. Like, today's the day that we can read people because it's a roast. No, I'm cancelling you. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, she fed off the laughter and gained momentum. And she was really good, really strong, confident start and really good starts for the rest. There were some great jokes Absolutely. In she read Michelle with the whole, the, it's empty. Mm. Michelle, don't they remind you of your gig back in the day? We, Bam, we, we I love it. Your angel needed an angel. You're, yes. So, yeah. yes, that she brought up the performance yeah. angel needed an angel. Valentina's eyebrows have changed for a, a queen who set a trend and she yeah. literally she set that trend of the feather type um you mm-hmm. know pencil brow which i think is amazing i thought mm-hmm. that was great and now she's no she just looks naked i i love a queen switching things up i do prefer her old eye makeup look um the feathered brow really suited her and really suited her heritage and you know she she embodies that kind of latina beauty so mm. much the pencil brow doesn't do as much for me do you think maybe she ran out of time I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she also read the size of the shoulders given to Nina West. Yeah. Do you know um, what? You know what Joker would have loved is if she had said something like, "You held the weight of season eleven on your shoulders." <laughs> And it shows <laughs> something. Check yeah, out those delts. Yeah, something like that. But I thought that was good. I like that she read herself because it gives you permission to read other people. Mm-hmm. Bianca Daria was the first one to know that. Mm-hmm. She did it. She said it. You know, uh, my parents wanted me to stay true to our Spanish heritage. So my <laughs> first words were housekeeping. <laughs> that killed me when I first heard it. Look, she's amazing she's comfortable would i buy a ticket to the candy show yes well do you know what she made me realize that i think she'd probably be a really good hostess for a show she'd be a really good mc like dots of this like candy energy in between other sets would be really really good yeah so a fun- fantastic job candy well done would you buy a ticket yeah via would you buy a meet and greet or just buy the ticket. I think the whole point of candy is a personality. So yeah, meet and greet. Cool. So, I think having a bit of candy interaction and candy energy would be good. Amazing. Next girl. Miss Simone Simone Yay. Simone Yay or Simone Nay? 
it was a summer night. So this disappointed how, me so much because do you we're, know how, we're do you remember how we said it? Yeah, do you remember how we said it before? When mm. she when she's great, she's great. But when mm. she struggles, she really struggles. She's she's either really yeah. good or really really bad. She really does have peaks and troughs, doesn't she? With not a lot in between, and she's mostly peaks, thank goodness. But <laughs> on this occasion, like I felt like she was really really heavily relying on her inflection and her delivery, trying to make things funny. Yeah, which really really works in you know. Flag factory. We we all still love the flag factory, but it wasn't quite working because she she. Was, this is about the jokes. It's not about the delivery. Tom, it was. I don't need to see that. It was. It was. We didn't. <laughs> I don't need to see that. It was awkward. It was really awkward. I I felt uncomfortable, especially knowing how great she's been to yeah. see someone who's been doing so well, for so hard, and for so flat. Mm-hmm. You're right. She knew she was in a way she was trying to be clever. She knows what's been making her win. Yes. She's been she the judges love her character. The judges love that Simone character. Mm-hmm. That factory is your blurge. They love that, but that is that's really Simone's only song. Like she she sings that song at every audition she goes yeah. to and it works. You know, when if, if it works, don't change it. However, it just wasn't working here and she was over relying on that physical comedy and the characteristics and that characterization to pull her through mm-hmm. and not really having the content to actually make the people laugh. It was it was awkward. It she, was yeah. I wouldn't buy no, I'm not buying she, tickets. She even stumbled a little in her delivery at times. There were one or two jokes, but she gained a little more momentum towards the end. She got a few laughs. I like the thing about I don't mean Rue, I mean Rochelle. Rochelle? Michelle. Um that was funny. You know, there were some funny jokes. They came a bit too late, and I'm sorry, Simone. Simone, I am sorry. Yeah, um are you buying a ticket? Not to this show. <laughs> Although she looked gorgeous. Not on this tour, honey. Not on this tour. Um, you know what? I'd probably even report abuse if I saw that on my Instagram feed. <laughs> no. I would be like, what the hell? How did this how did this make its way onto my feed? No, no ma'am, no ma'am. And it was a definite no ma'am for me. It was, yeah. unfortunately. Let's go to the next queen. And we are so sorry, Simone. On the topic of awkward, <sighs> I, I, mean, I feel like walking out of the room. That was, I feel like... I felt like I was watching. I, I don't. Know, what was I watching? That was the actual, first one. Was Utica, it, and I loved the Simone and Pumba joke. Kuna Matata. You also still loved the whale song and the joke, whale joke. <laughs> that was else. hilarious. But something really awkward happened. The, the whole set. You mean? That's the really awkward thing that happened. So Utica went in with this really undeserved sense of confidence about her set. And do you know what the, the awful thing is? The judges ended up being funnier than Utica. She got heckled by Lonely Love. She got heckled by Lonely Love, which made it awkward because she was like, you're bombing. She's like, you're the one bombing. Everyone, no. And everyone laughed at that. And then she asked RuPaul to stand up. And RuPaul I need to just... ask you a question. Do you think she expected RuPaul to stand up? <sighs> Who? No. Why? That would be absolutely delusional. But Ru's response had me rolling. Ru's double finger and some sort of obscure gesture. Absolutely. I was howling. So the funniest part of this set was the response of the judges, unfortunately. Utica, you're wonderful and you're bizarre and you're kooky, but a comedian you are not. I I feel so. This is so awkward. I I don't. <laughs> this is all. I don't know what to say. Can I just say that you're you're the one who enjoyed her rehearsal. I, she was hilarious. This is your fault. You're the one who encouraged her. I 
I can't believe what I just watched. First of all, being heckled, and then RuPaul just like shutting you down right after being shut down. So it was a double shutdown when she was already sucking. It was humiliating. I can't imagine how she feels at this moment. She should be embarrassed. This is embarrassing. At this point, I feel like we know who our bottom two is, but let's see what happens next. Got Mick, you have got an opportunity to shine next. You know what? If I was after Utica, I'd be, I'd have the best confidence. I'd be like, yes. You know yeah. what? I, if I was, if I was Rose, I would just jump on after. Even if they caught her, Olivia's next. I would have just jumped up. No, 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 it's my turn. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going next. I'm going. I'm getting me a win this week. Oh, Utica, rest in peace. Rest oh. in peace. It's good. You had a great run. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great, we're back on it. Cool. Laughs are happening again. Great. Got Mick has just got had me. her roast. She was funny. She was confident. Yep. And I don't know if she was confident because she's A, a confident person, or B, she was confident in her set. But I think a large majority of her confidence came from the fact that Utica just, there was no place yeah. but up. There was no place but up from so, there. Obviously, so many girls, when they do a roast, they come in with a joke about the previous girl, don't they? And yeah. that's like a normal roast thing to do. Hers landed particularly well, yes. fortunately, because it's good. So I'm, I'm, I think this is so good and so funny. She's up there with Candy so far. Um, really clever, thought-out jokes, and she got a lot of laughs. I'm going to say one thing, and it might be just me with my conspiracy theory mind. I thought I noticed a slight edit in the delivery of one of her jokes, the UTI joke about Utica. There was like a little jump that made me wonder if she'd stumbled and re-recorded it. Okay. Um, which usually means that th- that particular girl is getting a bit of fever. Do you want to... Um start a reddit post i will maybe, i will actually and you know just give um, this uh conspiracy a bit more traction. oh no sorry it was the it was sorry it was the the heidi and heidi and angel joke the the you lip sync more times than she tried to block um angel live it was, no one's come for her gap yet yeah somebody did somebody mentioned a gap who uh somebody not very funny Okay, well, Utica. <laughs> so, Gormick was funny. She was hilarious. Her jokes landed. She had a joke for Ross about the porn, which is good. I love jokes that make you go, what? Mm-hmm. And, then you've, and then it hits you why it's funny. That I was love so the, good. I like that I love the joke towards RuPaul saying, I love all your hit song. Yeah. <laughs> which was great. So, I do think, you know, the you, you come when the pizza's delivered thing is, it's an example of, yeah, it's a fattest joke, but it's funny. So, you get a pass. What? So that wasn't funny, so she didn't get a pass. It was funny, she was... No, it wasn't. It was stupid. Uh, look, we didn't we didn't even say it because it was so awkward. So let's just quickly um, say this quickly. Yeah. Would you buy a ticket to Utica? Uh, got Mick. Yes, I would. No, to Utica for the past oh, one. No. We did ask. Um, I still would. Maybe for the car crash. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'd watch it because that uncomfortable would be i think that'd be funny mm-hmm. like you know something just so not funny that it's funny mm-hmm. now what about gotmik would you Definitely. go to gotmik would you get a meet and greet yeah i'd love to meet gotmik she's making money she's, she's so funny she's so cool and chill i'd love to meet gotmik exactly and it's really really good because she does, she doesn't think that she's funny but mm-hmm. she really really is do you know what i'd love to meet utica but to have a sit down and a cup of tea with her 
Okay. Not in like a kind of on situation. Like a mad header type tea party? Oh, or uh, yeah, I just think she's such a co- she's such an interesting person. I'd love to meet her in that context, but not yeah. at a meet and greet. Got a uh, got a car. Gosh. Got, got, got Mick nailed this. Yes. Amazing. Congratulations. Smooth one. <laughs> All right. So Olivia Lux just went on. I just want to start off by saying... I don't know if this is her thing, acting like a child, or that very, very innocent type of happy-go-lucky girl that we've seen Mm -hmm. her do in the Rusical, that we've seen her do um, basically every week, and it's very much like Simone, where it's a character that she just feels comfortable in, and she's going to carry that character into every single challenge. She did it last week, she Mm -hmm. did it the week before, and... And yeah, so we it was a revival of not a revival. Right. I never died. Never went away. Yeah. <laughs> it was the return, the return of this character. You know what? She actually had some really good jokes in there. She the, had some um, good laughs. She did, and like you say, like her note was be the smiling assassin. Um, she had some good jokes. It was there were some good laughs in there. So I think she's already above Utica and Simone. Um, I do think she could have gone further with the smiling assassin thing. I think she only successfully did it about once when it's kind of like, let's just say something really, really shady while smiling kind of thing. The rest of it, the jokes weren't really that shady. Mm. Um, but, you know, she she was okay. She was good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'm... Sp- I'm trying to digest it. I'm trying to understand this character that isn't it's not the smiling assassin because a smiling assassin would be like i just said a joke and i'm smiling and i'm being a real undercover shady she wasn't that she was a oh um uh, you're uh, this is it i think that you're you're so old that you did this ha so it's not the smiling assassin it's like a child like okay yeah it was it was was acting the you know what? It's one step away from seeing Eureka and a baby. Is that you know? It's, it's one step away from that, but a bit more mature. But she still carried that very, very young. I'm a little girl, and oh, let's go, let's go find the drink of that place that I said we we're looking for for last year's advertising. And yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be that same kind of character that I was for the Facebook, the face, face, <laughs> Facebook. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's that same character, and I don't know how to. Maybe maybe I don't know how to appreciate it, but uh, seeing an adult act like a baby, act like a child, it for always me, creeps me out. It, it, yeah, for, I mean, uh, I, I'm a king shamer, but that it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think this is a king con display. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a smiling assassin because a smiling assassin would be um, Ben de la Creme, really. Something yeah. like Ben okay. de la Creme. Yeah, that's, that's she, right. She's smiley and she says something that's really, really shady, but she's like, hmm, she's smiling. Mm. Hers is very, very like, oh, uh, you know, haha, I'm a little girl and I'm going to use on it as a parent slash guardian. Ha. Mm-hmm. And I sent her home once and I'll send her home again. Next up is Rose. It was, it was there. It yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and I mean, she kind of fizzled towards the end. The 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 laughs ran out of steam. She wasn't the worst so far. She wasn't the best. You know what? You need to learn how to switch your joke. If someone's really said a joke, get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. Also, if the person that you're reading has has, if you're gonna mock someone's look, 
make sure that they still have that look. Absolutely. She was reading Valentina yep, 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 for really the way she does her eyebrows. And remember how we said it before, mm-hmm. like, I really do like the way that she does the kind of pencil. The feathers. The feathers. The, the feather, hairs. Yeah. The feathers. Valentina with the feathers. Detox. So she did that. That well, That's her signature brow. She didn't have that today. She mm-hmm. had a single line. So why did you still use the joke? And also. About, about how she has feathered brow she you, doesn't have it today you, it's not funny anymore because we can't make the connection if you're going to joke about somebody else's brows you better make sure your own brows are on fleek yeah, check your lipstick before you, you come, come for me. me and also didn't she just use Shea Kool-Aid's joke from season 9 yeah. my, if you like me my name's Shea Kool-Aid if you he don't it's like Nina me. Bonina Brown yeah, which she did the good. same thing yeah but that worked so well because we knew about the storyline between Nina and Shay. Uh, in this case, it was just like, what yeah. she got to do with Michelle Visage? I wouldn't buy a ticket to the show, Tom, would you? No. Yeah. But I'd like to have a cup of tea with Olivia. She seems like a sweet lady. When you say, do you mean juice and a biscuit? <laughs> juice and a biscuit. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. And, and some dinosaur little Ooh, nuggets. Yummy. Yeah, yummy. dinosaur nuggets. I think that's the kind of thing you'll get. Turkey you dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Some dinosaurs and some, <laughs> some crisps. Let's move on. Let's just say this. Let's give it up for this week's winner. If you ask me... Rosé. Rosé. You're truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Rosé was hilarious. She's just confident. She loves to be on stage. The jokes landed. The physical comedy. Like, you know, it's... Sometimes when I say the physical comedy, how it's important. Mm -hmm. I want to give you an example. How she just said something... She literally just said that I'm beautiful like you. She goes, yeah. RuPaul, you're beautiful. And there's one thing that we share in common. <laughs> the wink and the smirk. <laughs> the wink so, and the smirk. So the physicality yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. So sometimes the jokes are funny, but then your the, the your physical comedy is important as well. And she did both. Especially the one is a recording artist and one is a singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she should have done that. Sure. <laughs> that would it's have been you know something extra really good and and yeah it was just i was laughing start to finish with this one for me rose was the strongest of the night and we have seen all the girls now um she just gave me this sense of being a very experienced roast deliverer unlike yes. the others she she just knew how to interact with everybody mm-hmm. knew how to de- deliver the jokes the right like the shady stuff was funny and she got a pass, you know, she, she just hit the balance so well. Amazing. And the, the last comment was, it takes courage to come to a roast when you are a roast. And like, that's mean, <laughs> but it was funny. I love that. You know what? In the beginning, I did say, I, I did, I do want to retract something about Rosé that I said. Mm. I said that Rosé, when she did a lip sync against the Nali, she took the comedy route because she was scared to go dancer against dancer in a mm-hmm. lip sync and the more and more i begin to find out who rose is she actually is a comedy queen i think so for so I, I need to say that i was wrong in that in that judgment where i said that she it was a cop-out for her to not go dancer against dancer in the lip sync with the nailing rose one i think that she is a comedy girl and she walked in with that teeth thingy mm-hmm. and she was telling us who she is i love her performance i am getting a ticket i'm not i'm, I'm not getting just like you know the the ticket to the back i'm getting the tickets in the front i'm getting a vip ticket i'm getting a meet and greet and then i'm and then i'm gonna download grinder and then look for her on there and just try <laughs> to get it you know, get what i can from her i i don't think she's a comedy queen i think she's an all-rounder queen 
Okay. I, that's what I think. I love this look as well. She looked like some, like, um, country music star from the 80s. I mean, she's already worn that wig, but okay. Well, the, the whole sure. look. Do you know what she's so good at? Like, she, this is a comedically glamorous look as well. Can we just have a look at the outfits now while we can see them all, Tom? Do what, is there, who has the best outfit? I want to go first. Go on. Uh, Simone is black royalty. Simone looks the most beautiful. Um, Rosé has the right balance of comedy and glamour. Yep. Okay. Um, Utica's kooky Utica. We always love kooky Utica. Um, I do think Got Mick looked great in her sparkly shoulder structure LBD. Mm -hmm. um, and then Candy and Olivia there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Olivia, what are you wearing? It's like she, it's like she's wearing, like, you know, when you can buy those amazing, we call them lava lavas mm. uh, or iafekanga or like, it's, it's like she's just wrapped a, a, a piece of fabric around her. I'll tell you what, I, kind of I, love, I love that hair on Olivia. This this kind of big orange hair is absolutely beautiful. With Candy, my favourite hair look on Candy is when she had a lot of height at the back and the the side bangs kind of fell quite narrow. I thought it just flattered her beautifully mm. and I wish she'd do that a bit more with her wigs. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taken away with Simone's look. Like her roast was crap, she should be in the bottom. You know, for the roast alone, I'm going to say that the top is... The top three is Candy, Gottmik, and Rosé. Completely agree. And then the bottom three is Olivia, Simone, and Utica. For me, the winner this week is either going to be Candy or Rosé. And it's amazing because they took what people think are the hardest, yeah. but I just think they are the best. I think that Gottmik's definitely safe. The bottom two is Simone and Utica. I don't dispute this at all. I think Olivia did enough to be low safe. Yeah. And, you know, we're down to the wire now. If you're not, you know, if you're kind of, if you're safe, you're, you're, if you're not high, you're There's no more safe. Kind of There's no yeah, more safe. Safe isn't really a thing anymore. Um, I would say that Rosé, for me, was the favourite. Okay. But the, the producers have been looking to give Candy a win all season. They might have just about kept her long enough to give her yeah. one. And you know what? They I, need to justify why <laughs> she's still here. I wouldn't be mad if Candy got the win today, but if Candy gets the win, she's definitely going through to the top four. Okay. Because they've got what they need to get her there. Let's see what happens. All right, before we get into what the judges said, let's have a, we had a little quick look at the Untapped. We did. And I do want to say something. Candy, Muse, and Rosé did a great lineup, and they did say, and I heard Rosé say, it, she wanted this to be a good show. And I've said it in the previous podcast, mm -hmm. again, a couple of weeks ago, how when the same roast happened for UK... Yeah. season two how it's no longer just about you doing your best it's you trying to stand out amongst other seasons yes. i want this roast to be better than the other roasts i want our roast to be the best or mm -hmm. i want my snatch mm -hmm. game to be the best which is why it kind of baffled me with the way that ellie diamond chose her set was to sabotage and she did no favors for anyone yes do you know what i mean like because mm -hmm. it's and it was it was really strange because that roast was kind of awkward and whereas rosé and candy were saying you're like yeah of course we wanted to do well yeah and um, we chose what was best for us but then when we filled the gaps we made sure that there are highs and lows yes and then it made sense and that we could all have a good time mm -hmm. and that season 13's on the map for having a great roast it's a great episode we did it props to us yeah 
I would say that's true to an extent in that they they definitely served themselves first, but yes. then did their best for everyone else. Exactly. Which well, just, actually is go for it. Go exactly. for it, girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simone Ye is angry at herself and untucked, isn't she? And I'll tell mm. you why I think it is. I think Simone's kind of confused because that character has served her well. That character has got her four wins. The character that she used has got her four wins. So she's like... She relied on it to actually get her through this and for her to do well. So she's a bit angry and a bit like upset that it didn't work this time. I'm I'm not sure. I think I think she's truly mad at herself. I think Simone is a very self-aware, very intelligent person. And I think she sat there thinking, do you know what? I'm kind of like, I kind of relied on the same character and I didn't perform to the best of my ability. And yeah. I'm angry in that respect. Simone is very, very reflective. She's not blaming. She's just thinking about her own performance. And that's a very, very mature response if you ask me mm. olivia now olivia's done it before she's she's asking what did y'all think about my performance i mean to me the that thing speaks... is if you're going to ask for it mm. be ready for what people say because yeah. people people gave her the feedback and then she was kind of she she thought she was offended actually she was really offended she's like well i actually thought that i was funny i made rupaul laugh but you know okay and i'm think... like why are you gonna ask the question if you're not I think when she asked a question she wanted to hear, you're actually amazing. Exactly, I don't know what exactly. the judges thought. I don't know what the judges were saying because yeah, you were yeah, actually yeah. really, really funny. I think it speaks of her youth and her lack of experience. I think exactly as you said, Olivia went in there expecting actual reassurance yes. from the girls when what they gave her was honest feedback. And I think, you know, this is not shade i think this is truth i think as you get older and you go through life you realize that that you really you do need feedback when you're not doing very well and you need that criticism and as long as it's constructive you can you can digest it and you can be better and you can yeah. strive it has to be palatable absolutely and in this situation the girls were kind i thought but they were honest yeah and um, olivia wasn't really ready to hear that and i just yeah. think that's her youth that's all mm. um i think olivia is such she's such a well-rounded queen and she's got so many talents she's just not ready to hear lots and lots of constructive criticism just yet it's funny that, yeah. Anyway, so do you agree with the win being given to Candy Mills? I think it's fine. My personal favourite was Rosé, but I'm not mad at Candy being the winner. And to be honest, <laughs> production has pushed her far enough so far. Do you, you know that saying? Even even a broken clock is right twice a day. Eventually, Candy got a win. But like, yeah. do you know what? She was really funny this week. She was one of two contenders for the win. I have no qualms of her having the win. I think the thing is, Rosé was the last performance we saw. And the beauty about going last is if you go last and you suck, people remember it. If you go last and you're amazing, people remember it. Mm -hmm. And they amplify that emotion from you being just good to being the best there is. We have forgotten about Candy, forgotten about how great she was. So you're still saying Rosé should have won. However, when I think about it, and I have to think about it because she went first, she really made me laugh. Candy was a great opener. I, I it was great. I'm not taking away from it. Candy was fantastic, just personally. And comedy is subjective. Rosé really appealed to my own sense of humour. Well, Utica appealed to mine, so... Well, fine. No, no. <laughs> Congratulations, Utica. You won something tonight. That was good. It was, it was really, really good. And the bottom two is Simone and Utica. And yep. that, that's fine. And we both agree with it, don't and, we? To be honest, like, we've not seen lip sync yet, but going into this, Utica has two bottom two placements. 
uh, and one win. Simone has four wins and one bottom two placement. I'm not worried for Simone. Yeah, Simone's like Utica, like just do whatever you want. Doesn't matter what you do, you're going home. Okay, doesn't matter what song it is, it's going to be for Simone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they said you'll be lip syncing to <laughs> um, con- Congratulations <laughs> by the other girls. And imagine it if, will be Simone's verse on loop. Imagine if they did um, Utica's verse on Phenomenon. No, Tom. Yeah, and yeah, imagine, and Simone's the one. They'd be like, Simone, you really captured Utica's um, character much better. Simone, so, you, you really wiggled to the top. <laughs> Wig, wiggled to the top. There wasn't a bone in your body. Chante, you stay. <laughs> That's what it is. Let's have a look. Now, the lip sync happened, and the song was Ariana Grande. What was it? I do like that one. I do. I'm not the hugest Ariana fan, but it's it's got that cool minor chord thing going on. It was good. It was a good lip sync. Look, the winner was Simone. However, I do want to say this. I fear for Simone in a dance challenge. I doesn't. I don't think Simone's a dancer at all. I don't. I really don't. Like I fear for her movement. Like I. I can look at someone and tell if they can mm. dance or not. And I look at Simone, and for someone who's got four wins and has really really good rhythm, I fear for her in a dancing challenge. She just doesn't have so, it in choreography. She won't have it. She is a. It was it was weird to see her in Utica because usually when you dance next to Utica, you see control and mm. then you see Utica wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top. That's oh. just her movement. However, they were both wiggling. They were mm. both wiggling in the sense that there was there was no there was no like tension and movement. There was no purpose and movement. It was just a lip sync. It's hard to explain. What I'm saying is that. Simone won't do well in a choreography challenge. Which, and I'm, which I'm is inevitably for... the finale yes, challenge. Yes, exactly. I fear for Simone in that. I really do. But congratulations for winning this lip sync against Utica. I mean, I, I think she won it. I love the emotion she conveyed. I love the Simoneisms that I saw. I mean, I do just love Simone. So I love seeing her be Simone. It just it didn't translate into the, the roast this week, but it did translate well into lip sync. Utica was fab. I mean, what a unique... What I think about Utica is that she's a visual artist yes. who happens to be a drag queen. Yeah. So the other facets, like the comedy and stuff, don't work well for her. Mm. But she's so visually creative and gorgeous Isn't she just, and amazing. She had a great run, Utica. Mm. Thank you for everything that you've brought to the competition. Thank Utica. And yay, Simone, that you've stayed. Good. So we're up to our top five. I would say, for me personally, like... Got Mick, Simone and Rosé as she wins. And for the top four placement, it really is a battle between now Candy and Olivia. Olivia's had a bit of a sliding trajectory. Candy's had a rising trajectory. So let's see what happens. Very exciting. Yeah, great. So again, we're going to finish it off here. Thank you for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. If you haven't yet written us a review, please do so. We've got we've got 14. We only need six more for us to hit our goal. So yeah, if you can't write a podcast where you are listening, please go to podchaser.com. Yeah and write one for us there great also follow us instagram and twitter but we will see you guys next week thank you so much for listening to spilling the gnt podcast with bolo and dr tom we'll see you guys soon lots of love guys 